Welcome to the Colonial Hills Podcast, a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church. If there's one thing that's clear in the New Testament, it is that the gospel doesn't end with receiving it. It is a truth to pass on to others. From the woman at the well who immediately left her water pot and went her way into the city, and saith to the men, Come, see a man, which told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? From John chapter 4. To the Thessalonians who told everyone they come in contact with about Christ. We read in 1 Thessalonians 1, For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to Godward is spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything. It's clear that spreading the gospel is the normal response to receiving the gospel. I want to talk just a little bit today about being a church that's committed to multiplication. Our responsibility does not end with leading a person to Christ and seeing them baptized and on their way in spiritual growth. We are to teach them to likewise share the gospel and to lead others to Christ. In other words, God's plan for spreading of the gospel isn't merely addition. It is multiplication. When you share the gospel with another person and they trust Christ as their Savior, that is addition. When someone has been added to God's family— But when you then teach that new Christian how to share their faith with others, now you are both sharing the gospel and leading people to Christ. That is multiplication. This is how the early church grew so quickly in the first century. We see the progression from addition to multiplication in the book of Acts. First, we see that people were added to the church. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 41, we read, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 47, we read, That they were praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily as should be saved. Continuing on in Acts chapter 5 and verse 14, we read, And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women. Then, as these new believers became grounded in God's word through the instruction of the local church, they multiplied. We continue our reading in Acts chapter 6 and verse 1, and we read, And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, There arose a murmuring of the Gerishans against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Acts 6 and verse 7. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Continuing on in Acts 9, we read in verse 31. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria, and were edified, and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost, were multiplied. As a soul winner, you want to be reaching people regularly for Christ and seeing people added to the church. 
Through the preaching, teaching, and discipleship ministries of a local church, new Christians learn to share their faith, and the process multiplies. But how can you as an individual Christian participate in this process? How can you be a part of helping young Christians to lead others to Christ? We're going to look at three ways that you can help turn addition into multiplication. Number one, intentional involvement. A new Christian has a natural desire for others to hear the gospel. A wise soul winner will involve a new Christian in sharing his faith and in learning how to do it effectively. There are three good ways to do this. First, encourage a new Christian to invite others to church. Even before a young Christian feels they're ready to personally lead someone to Christ, they can invite their friends to church to hear the gospel. Second, invite a new Christian to go soul winning with you. One of the best ways to encourage a new Christian in soul winning is to simply ask them to go out with you. Or, if you're already committed with a partner, ask another seasoned soul winner to take them out. Let them watch and learn as you engage people in gospel conversations. In many ways, soul winning is better caught than it is taught. You can teach someone gospel presentation with specific verses, but what they learn from going with you allows them to capture something more than a memorized plan. They will learn from you how to have a burden for lost souls. They will learn how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit as they learn to present the gospel. And they will learn to be a good representative for Christ and for his church. Number three, offer to help a new Christian share the gospel with friends and relatives. Every new Christian has unsaved friends, and every new Christian's desire for these people to be saved is real. When you lead someone to Christ, ask them about their friends and offer to help them witness to their friends. This may be by making a visit together, or maybe it may be by coaching them through how they can share their own personal testimony with their friends. So in order for us to be committed to multiplication, number one, there has to be intentional involvement. Number two, there must be private prayer. Sometimes we pray more fervently for people to be saved than we pray for them after they're saved. This should not be. All throughout Paul's epistles, we see him telling those he had led to Christ that he still prayed for them. In Ephesians 1 and verse 6, we read, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. In Philippians 1 and 4, Always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with joy. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 3, Paul says, We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. 1 Thessalonians 1 and verse 2, We give thanks to God always for you, making mention of you in our prayers. Speaking of prayer for new converts, missionary J.O. Frazier said, Just as a plant may die for lack of watering, so may a genuine work of God die and rot for lack of prayer. If you want to see the person you lead to the Lord continue growing in grace and becoming fruitful in their witness, don't neglect to pray for them.
So we must be involved intentionally. We must spend time in private prayer. And third, we must maintain a faithful testimony. Finally, if you want to see the gospel multiply, remain faithful yourself. The greatest gift you can give a new Christian is a good example. And one of the most discouraging things for a new Christian is when the person who led them to Christ ceases to be faithful to the Lord or in just sharing the gospel. May I encourage you, number one, to remain faithful as a Christian. Make it your goal that, like the Apostle Paul, you will be able to finish your life still faithful to the Lord and looking forward to meeting Him face to face. In 2 Timothy verses four, or chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, the Bible reads like this, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Remember that those you lead to Christ tend to look at you. Make sure then that you are living in a way that points them to Christ. Is your church attendance, daily devotional life, and ministry involvement family life, relational investments, and daily living something that would encourage a new Christian to continue growing in grace? No one is perfect, but we can be faithful and we can work to have a consistent Christian testimony. Remain faithful in your testimony as a Christian, and secondly, remain faithful as a soul winner. The person who taught me how to lead people to Christ was my old pastor. We would go out on days throughout the week and on Saturday each week. I am sure he is still doing the same thing today. He almost never missed soul winning times. I think I can remember maybe two or three times that he may have missed. He stayed faithful to soul winning. Could I encourage you? Make it your goal that those you lead to Christ will see you continuing to be faithful as a soul winner throughout the years. Whether it's in the following afternoon or the following decade, they will see you continuing to seek out those who are lost and tell them that Jesus saves. This podcast has been a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church, a church home for all people. If what you've heard has been an encouragement to you, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to connect with Colonial or find more resources, you can find us online at colonialindy.org. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope to see you next time on the Colonial Hills Podcast.